Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Another week of InfoG Radio, episode 554 for April 8th, 2019. And on the show this week, we've got the Wombat. Yep, yep, yep. And we have Anthony. The Shenmue might actually suck. Tried to tell you. One thing you'll learn in your life, and... Don't you say that you're always right, because that's some bullshit Twelve right years of marriage, and my wife has still not figured this out. When I say something, it's usually true. <laughs> anyway. Video games. I know uh, we were talking before the show, Anthony hasn't played a lot, and I haven't played a lot, uh, because I've had two sick people in my house. Um, but you know what, let's just, let's just dive right in. Anthony, you want to talk about the one game? Yeah, because, like, I started Shenmue, and, oh, I, you know, I'm not, in the time period of when Shenmue was released, that was the control scheme, but good god, they needed to have done something for the re-release, because, fuck. I mean, why would they, why would they do that? I mean, people are still gonna buy it. Because, it's... I hope to god Shenmue 3 controls like that. Ugh. I'm kidding. I, I mean, it's it's rough. Anyways, uh, the other game I've been playing, uh, just because I wanted something to cleanse the palate, that's totally unrelated to Shenmue, by the way, um, is uh, the first Tomb Raider reboot, the um, just Tomb Raider. Uh, I never finished it on PS4, so I decided to start it up on Xbox One. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah you know, it really does. Um but that's where all the other um, Tomb Raider games I have are. So I got Rise when it got released, and then I bought Shadow. But before I started Shadow, I figured I'd just go back and finish everything that's in the other two. So starting with the one, and I'm almost done. Uh, this game's really good still. It really holds up, but uh, good God, they really like to murder her in violent, violent ways, which is uncomfortable to see the hero die horribly in a game that's not a horror game. But, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I really didn't get to play a while of a lot. I've been running around. This is a great show about video games where we didn't play any video games. Wombat, did you play any video games? <laughs> did the world die? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my... My <laughs> microphone was on mute. Sweet, that um, was that was because I don't not... think anybody wants to hear me slurping on my strawberry crush. Incorrect. No. It would really fill the silence. Yeah, 
Um, so no, I did play some video games. Not um, not a ridiculous amount, but I did play some. Um, I did uh, finish uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, the third. I know I was almost done with it when we t- talked last week. I did finish off the third major story quest line. And, um, you know, I know we were talking a little bit about it before the show. Um, it's, it's very hard for me to talk about that game without spoilers, so I'm, I'm trying to be incredibly delicate here. Um, it is... So I still think that Origins is the better sort of main character quest line, but as it relates to this game fitting in with the rest of the Assassin's Creed universe, uh, this game may end up being one of the more important ones, um, just in terms of the, the, the way it connects to the, um, the overarching modern day and, uh, precursor storylines that go along with the series. So, um, I loved it. The, the way the game ends, um, has me asking a whole bunch of questions, which I think is good. Good questions. Um, and um, I'm really looking forward to somebody else finishing all of it so that I can talk to somebody about it. Because <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a ridiculously long game. And uh, I would like uh, to be able to talk about some of the cool stuff that's in it. But um, I also don't want to spoil it because I know um, that uh, some folks are playing it. And uh, also some, some uh, listeners have messaged me and said they're going to start playing it too. So... Um, I hope they all enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it because uh, it. If I had had the opportunity to finish it last year, my game of the year awards may have looked a little bit different. It, it wouldn't have been the number one, but um, it um, it certainly may have been in discussion for the top couple spots. So I heard now, a, uh, I heard a really good pitch the other day for an assassin. I mean, we'll talk about this in news because it's kind of leaked or been you know rumored of what the next one is. And I heard a really good pitch that I'd never thought of from uh, the guy at Kotaku, Jason Schreier. Set an Assassin's Creed game in the biblical times. Oh, that would be cool. Like help Noah build the ark and stuff that would like be that. Cool. I don't even know if you have to go that far. But, because, that, but that would be you know cool, I mean? though. Like, Because that's very recognizable yeah. characters. Kind of like, you know, say what you will about Assassin's Creed 3. But helping George Washington at one point was super cool, you know. Yeah, I think um, I agree. I think that would be an excellent, um, an excellent setting. I don't think they will ever do it. No, probably Just not. Being a hundred percent honest, because yeah. of what the series has um, done and said about gods and religious figures over the years, um, I don't think they would ever take that risk. But yeah. Because it's, I'd argue Jesus time, like you know, the time where that history is happening, or claimed to be happening, depending on where you stand on care. You know, like that would be more interesting than Old Testament stuff to me, anyways. Um, yeah, but uh, based because, on the, but yeah, you, just, you, know, just, you went that one go over well. I totally understand that. No, and especially not. I mean. C- c- Basically, with what they would have to do to justify um, some of the things, it would not go over well at all. It would be a huge disaster from a PR standpoint. Everybody Uh, would be pissed on both sides of the fence. Yes, 100%. (laughs) So I I respect the fact that that would be a cool time period to visit, 
um, they won't do it just because of the nature of what the it's it's less um, it's less risky for Ubisoft to um, mess around with the origins of uh, ancient religions that very, very, very few people ever subscribe to anymore. <laughs> it is much less... Um, it's much less... Uh, it's much more risky for them to go after dominant religions of the I world. I mean, it was risky in the, uh, to, to some extent to mention the Templars. I mean, and, it's a bunch of guys with the cross on their armor. Like, that yeah. is a real thing. So that's the reason why and remember, like, this is made by a bunch of people. A multicultural team of various yeah. religious faiths, yeah. The, um, yeah, well, I mean, it, they, they did, you know, they, um... I mean, they played around with Adam and Eve. Like, they already kind of did that type of stuff, right? They so. did, and they, they've already, you know, featured the, the Pope. Of course, it was a very controversial Pope, so... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, that one was a... But, but I just, I, I, I don't think you'll see them, um mess around in any of the major religions uh chronology i do i i have my own opinions on where some areas where i think they may go next um i haven't heard the leaked rumored next place okay uh, uh, do you want me to not say it no 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 i don't care if you say it okay. it doesn't matter okay. it it number one it may or may not be true and number two i i'm excited to know where they're going so um but uh yeah it the the um they do the the things that happen at the very end of the what again what I will call I mentioned it last week that there's three main storylines that all comprise the the main quest and each one has an ending and then there's something that ties the three together um loosely ties the three together there's sort of Cassandra's or Cassandra uh, her personal journey and then there's um, the uh, the targets, the assassination targets that you're hunting down. And then there's what I will call the Assassin's Creed story, because to call it anything else kind of spoils it. Although they spoiled it in the name of one of the DLCs. So um, those three, um, the, the, the Assassin's Creed part of that, like I said, has the potential to be one of the more important entries in that series that they've ever done. So... Um, it, based on everything about this game, it has the potential to really have some impact on the on the series in the uh, in the future. So I'm excited to see what they do from here. Um, and if you haven't played that game, or if you looked at it and said, "Oh, it's an Assassin's Creed game. I don't really care about those," please play this game. It's um, exceptionally good. Make sure you set a lot uh, set aside a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and it's, don't expect to get through it quick. Well, you but, know, I I. It's um, one of my favorite games um, that I just like messing around with uh, is uh, Mad Max. I'm kind of treating Tomb Raider right now uh, like uh, one of those games. I call them palate cleansers. There's something you just kind of put in between other games because they're not so um, abstract in their controls. Like It's very easy to kind of get back in the flow, or at least the older ones. I can't speak for the newer Assassin's Creed, but because there's a lot of it, I played over a longer period of time in between other stuff. Yep. Because they are yeah. quality games. Like, that's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, outside of maybe a few, I, I 
out of the Assassin's Creed games I've played, I didn't hate any of them. I didn't enjoy some of them as much as others, but uh, that happens with any game series. Um, I've, the only thing that's been stopping me with Odyssey is just the price. It's still yeah. full price, and then there's full there's a bunch of DLC for it. Um, well, I'm pretty sure I saw today. Now I don't know. I don't know about Canada. It's probably um, not. I'll be honest, because it's gone but, on sale on Amazon. Doesn't go on sale on Amazon Canada, and that's the type of thing. The reason why I always sort of bring up pricing is just that it, I don't get all that. That's all. Yeah, well, I, I saw that, that um, I don't know. I don't know how pricing for Newegg works with um, uh, Canada, but I, I thought I saw that, and this may affect you guys too, that they have a fifty um, percent off coupon still going right now that does apply to um, uh, Assassin's Creed. That's how I got um, Soul Calibur for twenty bucks. Um, mm. So let me see if I can find it, and I'll uh, I'll send it over to you if I find it. Okay then. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that's the that's the other game that I played um, was uh, Soul Calibur because I, I bought that and uh, it's good. It's Soul Calibur. Um, I got to play a little bit more of the story because when I was playing it, it was late and I was tired, and I think I was just kind of not in the mood uh, because. It was one of those things where it's like, oh god, just get to the next, just get to the point. Just get that's to the a point. that's a weird story. Okay, that's so caliber. It's always weird. No, yeah, no, I weird. mean the way the way it's told. Oh sure, sure. Through the, the the graph, you know, the timeline thing. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different than I'd say. Well, four was pretty basic. Three was probably my favorite setup, where the you brought a character through, you got a few choices, it would change. The path you went and everything, right. um, but that that setup where you play like Killick first, and he does you do some of his, and then you can play as somebody else. But then they have an ending, and like I played Raphael because that's a character I really like, and like his story ended, and I went really oh, okay. <laughs> that's where we're ending, I suppose. It, it was just kind of an odd thing where it was like it was only a couple, but then like Killix kept going, and some peoples are longer than others, and it's, it's different. Weird, it's it, it's good. It's at least you know a bunch of different stories, so each character has their own unique through line. But right. it's just a different setup for a fighting game. Say like Mortal Kombat, where they make you fight as each person in the main story. Yeah. So don't feel too bad that it's you were like just get to the point because. Killix won't. If you're playing as Killick, um, his is long. Yeah, well, I started playing through some of those, and, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to jump into the Geralt story, because that's the one I care about the most. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I ended up doing. I still haven't gone back through it yet, but I just kind of jumped forward to him and said, well, we'll just we'll go through the one I actually care about first. So, What did you think of his playstyle? Uh, I like his playstyle a lot. I actually played him in the... Um, the beta when they had the beta. Oh, okay. You uh, have done it before. Yes. So, um, yeah. No, I like I like the way he plays a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm digging that game. I uh, played more Yoshi's uh, Crafted World. Uh, not a whole lot else to talk about that, other than that it's really good. Um, three games I want a Switch for. What's that? It's one of the few games I want a Switch for. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's definitely um, 
up there in terms of the the Switch's <sighs> games. Um, so yeah, I really I really dig that game. Um, and then what else did I play? Um, I'm getting ready to to kind of start into Divinity or Divinity Divinity now that I've got a um, uh, I'm not playing another big huge game, um, and I'm not playing anything else until really until Mortal Kombat comes out in a couple weeks. Two weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, two but, uh, weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Is your but, head gonna explode, dude? As soon as if we get it early, I might like do some some somersaults and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I, I, that's that's really uh, that's really it. I do want to say, and I know I made this point on uh, Twitter. I saw a lot of people complaining about the the collector, the new character that they unveiled. I think he looks awesome. It, you know, uh, I I saw your tweet about that, and I went, I looked at the official Mortal Kombat tweet. You know why people are pissed about him? Because it's not Katana yeah, or uh, any of the other characters that they want. Yeah, it's like every time Mortal Kombat introduces a character into the game, everybody's like, "No Rain, uh, no Katana." <laughs> yeah, I think they. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, probably why they're doing it, but I wish they would just hurry up and say that Molina is in the game because I can't stand <laughs> every time they announce a, a character or they announce something. Like fifty percent of the comments. Where's Molina? Where's Molina? Where's when are you going to announce Molina? The other character really that liked. Well, Molina is, but the one that kills me the most is how many people ask for fucking Rain. I know everybody loves Rain. Like he's like the worst ninja. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, but he's got one of my favorite fatalities. That's fine, but fills you with water and then you explode. You know what? Just as a That's troll, horrible. I wish they would put in the UMK3 version of Rain. You know, the first one, the very terrible one. Yeah, the back. one that's just broken as hell. Yeah, just put that in. Yeah. Now, wasn't he in Mortal Kombat X, uh, but not playable? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's prob- that's part partially why people. He was the, uh, you know, X was the. Um, uh, he was the version that they started sort of differentiating from the other ninjas back in the um, in Deception. Yeah, he was the Adanian prince oh, version who doesn't even look like a ninja anymore. No, he doesn't. He's stupid. He's a stupid character. <laughs> but he's purple, and his name is Rain. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it, Prince. I get it. Okay, I, I don't. Ugh. Just stop. Stop. Oh, God, I never thought that until now. That no, that's legit. Uh, Ed Boone's a big Prince fan, and so that's oh, legit God. why his name is Rain and he's purple. Yeah. Um, I hate that. Okay. <laughs> the, um, I hate that I didn't get it for that long. Yep. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I am I am glad that they finally announced Noob. Um. Because he looks awesome too. Well, he looks cool. I, I I like the fact that he's whatever Goro is. Oh, you're yeah, talking about the new character? Oh, yeah, collector. Yeah. No, he's talking yeah. about Noob. They announced Noob a few a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Noob is uh, yeah. Noob still has the best fatality in MK9. Which one was that? The one where he he splits himself and then he grabs a leg and. Oh yeah, and then rips you in half. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the um uh. The Kung Lao fatality where he throws his hat in the ground and it starts spinning and then he grabs you and pulls you through it. Oh, that one's rough too. Yeah. And then there's the one, I think it's in, 
is it in nine where he does the same thing with his hat and it's spinning and then he like puts your face right next to it and then oh it just like 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 he's putting it up to a tire or something or yeah yeah or putting it up to like a buzzsaw or something oh god I don't yeah. remember if that's nine or ten I can't remember either oh but god. uh yeah the, I'm uh, I'm super pumped for that game I can't wait for it to come out I can't wait to play through the story. I so. just I can't wait to see what all is in it because like they're not really talking about like the storylines there I've heard it's really pretty long and then there's going to be the towers and stuff but I'm hearing like there's some tag battle in there and then I want to see all the customization skins and how do you unlock those what's in the is crypt it, Is it sad that like the customization like is the part I'm most excited for Dude no cuz it's cool When they announced Injustice was like fully customizable I mean I played that game for 250 hours. What I love about Injustice was that all of it, or not all of it, but a lot of it was from comic books. Yeah, and and I hope they do that with Mortal Kombat like they did the multiverse in Injustice 2. Like, the multiverse gave that game so much, like, like, a long tail for me, because it changed every week, and when they released DLC characters, they would make multiverses themed after those characters to get gear for those characters. So, Right. Man, there was so much... Con- That's what I want. Like, when I'm playing a fighting game, I don't play online because, well, I'm old, I don't have the time to master these games. <laughs> the people right, online, same here. Yeah, the people online just wreck me. So I need single-player stuff to keep me busy, and nobody does it better than NetherRealm. Nobody. Yep. Too true. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Cool. Um, well, like I said, I, I think it's, this has kind of been my week of racing games. Um, so I played a game called Xenon Racer, which is, the best thing I could tell you that it is, is that it's fucking Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer! It is, like, it even has, like, a techno-futuristic intro... Um, the driving is very much based off of drifting. Um, the computer AI is more brutal than Ridge Racer. So, like, if you hit a wall, you might as well expect yourself to drop three or four places. Um, there's a performance and a graphics mode in this game, and I would never recommend you turn the graphics mode on ever. Because it slows it down to, like, 30 FPS for a racing game, which is... Just Yikes. terrible. Um, it's good. My biggest problem with it is that it's forty dollars and it doesn't feel like a forty dollar game. It feels more like a thirty dollar game. Um, but I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I also got back into Grip, which is, they just released a free DLC with like four new tracks. Um, if you've not played that game yet, I think you should check that game out. It's really good. It's on Game Pass if you have Game Pass. Um, but it's like the spiritual follow up to. Roll cage, and it is just well. It's beautiful. One, it plays great. It's it's just a super fun, and it's one of those racing games that you know a lot of racing games you play, and if you don't get first place, you might as well start and do the race over because you can't progress without hitting first place. And this one, you don't need to finish first place to progress, and I appreciate that because it is definitely hard. Um, and the last, and the reason why I got on a racing game kick is I got a early code for dangerous driving and literally the embargo lifts like about the time I post this podcast so I can talk about it. 
it's from Three Fields Entertainment, uh, which is basically the team that made that worked at Criterion. Uh, some of them, and they moved. Uh, they did Burnout originally, and they moved on to create their own studio. Um, you may know some of their older games. They've already done what is this? Their fourth game <laughs> since they left. They did Dangerous Golf, and then Danger Zones One and Two, which were essentially Crash Mode from Burnout. And Dangerous Driving is pretty much Burnout 3 if Burnout 3 didn't cost a lot to make, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, One of the first things you'll notice is that there's no music in this game. There is one music track that plays over the title screen, and then when you're racing there are no music tracks. You can connect it to your Spotify account uh, to play music while you're racing, but you have to have a paid subscription to Spotify to connect it because it considers itself a device. So, if you don't have Spotify, there's no music in this game. Wow. Uh, which is... It's I, a new way of cheaping out. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Um, as far as the game itself, it is very much burnout. There are... Um, takedown races, there are pursuit races, there are face-off races. Um, Surprisingly missing, though, is the thing that they made in the last two games, which is a crash mode. There's no crash mode in this game. And I get it, because there's another game for that, but it's weird to have a Burnout 3 clone that does not have a very prominent feature of Burnout 3. Um, There's no traffic checking, which I feel is a step backwards, because Burnout didn't have it initially, and then, you know, I think with Revenge, they added it into that, and it feels weird to not be able to, you know, check traffic into other cars, which also means if you tap a car in the race, like a traffic car, you will just crash. And then, of course, you have, you can hold the right bumper and then do your little aftertouch. Like, everything in this game is Burnout from... The boost meter, to the way the car handles, to... I mean, the fucking sound effects feel lifted right out of Burnout. It's it's almost like all those Zelda clones that you see on Steam, and you know like it's wearing its, its inspirations right on its sleeve. Which makes sense, because that's what these guys did for so many years. But you would feel like this was an indie version of Burnout. And unfortunately, it feels very bare-bones and basic. So. Um, I played a little bit of Outward. Outward is a wombat-ass wombat game. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very janky Western RPG. Uh, this is the one that uh, Drew's doing for review? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I uh, watched... Justin talk about it. It's it's a weird. It sounds weird, but it tries some different things, which oh, sounds it, just right up to fucking Western RPGs. Yeah, it's valley. there is nothing quite like this game, and it's very telling that when you start it, you can go into what they call the tutorial, and the tutorial will teach you absolutely every single mechanic of this game, and if you spent time going through, like I got bored in the tutorial because there's too much stuff to talk about in there. It is literally like a massive dungeon that has every game mechanic in it, 
and while that may not sound like a big deal in some aspects, this game has a lot of fucking mechanics. Like, you have to eat, or no, you have to drink, you have to sleep, you have a backpack, there's a death system, there's magic systems, there's combat systems, there's hot and cold systems like Breath of the Wild, there is, I mean, just so much to learn in this game, and I ran through the tutorial for a half hour and probably saw a quarter of everything that the game has to offer. And it is just, and it's, it's a weird game. One of the coolest things about the game is that you don't actually ever lose, like you don't die. So every time you get killed in the game, it'll make a scenario for what happened. So if you lose to some bandits, maybe the bandits will put you in a cage and then you have to escape from the cage and get your stuff back. Um, or maybe you got knocked out and left on the on a like a shore somewhere and you've got to, you know, kind of start over and bring yourself back. It is a weird game. And, and, like, the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, I bet Wombat would like this game. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, because it's... Give, give me the name of it one more time. It's Outward. Okay. It is a weird game. Like, it has got some super jank to it. But oh, that it, sounds right up my alley. Yeah, but it is def. If you told me this was Two Worlds 3, I would believe you. <laughs> Wow. So, See, now you're just trying to make me <laughs> buy this game. It's expensive right now. I would wait till it gets a little cheaper. I, right. think it, I think it's 40 bucks right now, but I'd almost guarantee Oof. it goes on sale sometime. Okay. Um, I booted up the Occupation, but I didn't play much of it. That seems like an interesting game. That's the one that I was asking about? Yeah, so I finally got a code for that. and It, it does feel a lot like a Bioshock without combat. Yeah. My biggest complaint about the little bit I played is that you can only carry, like, two things at a time. Which is weird, like... Okay. Like, yeah, there's a, that is weird. Yeah, there, like, there's a part where you can get, like, you can pick up... Like, it's very interactive in the world. So, like, I went up to a cigarette machine, and I picked a quarter up off of the the table, put it in the machine, the machine spit out the cigarettes. I went to pick them up, but I'd had two things that I was carrying, and it was like, well, you got to drop one to pick up the other. I just like the idea that it was a stealth game where the idea was that you were try you had something else to do afterwards, like because it's all real time. I thought that was interesting. So you're trying to take down the government or something in that game and you are required in an hour to be somewhere else to interview someone. Uh, that your keepers are trying to keep an eye on you. So, like, there's a lot of neat ideas, but I heard it wasn't fantastic, so I was like, alright, well, I'll wait till it goes on sale or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, playing a little bit of it that I did, I was kind of like, yeah, this seems neat, but I just don't know that it's really going to draw me in. Um, and then I booted up the Borderlands stuff, because it went live this week for the 4K update, and Borderlands 2 still it looks really good in 4K. Um... I also picked up the... I bought the Borderlands Game of the Year edition. And I played a little bit of that. And the one thing I will say about Borderlands is, is it's really fucking easy to fall right back down that Borderlands hole. Um, yep. I probably spent an hour and a half in Borderlands 1 and realized, oh shit, I kind of started getting into this again. I still say that's the easiest one to get into. Because the tutorial's quick. The second game, like... it. <laughs> 
I've played so much of that tutorial area that it drives me up the wall having to, like, if you, I restart it. Yeah, I had a save. You wait for, yeah. to do everything. And the first game, it's like, alright, you walk down this thing, you kill some guys, get out there. Yeah, I, I had a save in the second game where I think I was, like, level 9, so I just booted it up to see the 4K patch, and... I'll tell you what, that game, the art style of that game lends itself really well to being updated with, you know, higher res textures and, and 4K HDR support. And those games running at 60 feel really good. Uh, did you change the field of view at all? I heard that was coming to consoles finally. Yeah, that is in there now. I toyed around with it a little bit, not a lot. Um, usually the default's okay for me, uh, except for certain games. But yeah, it is definitely there now. If you're not playing Doom where it looks like it's fisheye, are you really playing Doom at all? I don't know. I fuck up a lot of people in Doom. I shoot them in the face. I played some Doom VR again recently. Um, I decided to to take off the training wheels and make it so that like I could move without doing the teleport thing. How was it? It might have made my stomach turn a little bit. It's pretty fast. <laughs> But I think I could get used to it. That game in VR is still not my favorite thing. I think I'd just rather play Doom. So it's new maps, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Map. It's not the standard. It's a different game. I'm surprised they didn't try to bring those maps to the just the Doom game standard. I don't you know? think they fit because the, the they're very much designed for you not, I guess, not having the Swiss Army knife of like abilities and stuff. Because obviously so, you can't die. It would have been just a little bit more Doom stuff. Yeah. yeah. It it seems very tailored to the fact that you have to move the gun cursor with your head kind of thing. So, and it's got a very generous auto-aim. <laughs> I'll say that. But no, it's, it's neat. Um, there are too many video games to play. Yep. And it's it's so hard for me, like, hearing Wombat talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey again, I did not play that this week, and now I'm like, fuck, I want to play some more of that. It's just, just too many good games. Um, speaking of, what's coming out this week? It's kind of a slow, like, April is kind of starting to taper off, because we have two very large games dropping at the end of this month. With, uh, days gone, days gone. Days Gone and Mortal Kombat are the big, big games for the end of this uh, this month. So this week we have uh, Ghost 1.0. I'm assuming that's another physical release, because that game's been out for a while. Yeah, like I, that was the game I found out I owned. <laughs> it's, <laughs> not a bad, it's not a bad game. It's no, bad. it's not at all. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I played a little I, bit of it. I must have bought it in early access or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good Metroidvania. Yeah. Uh, we've got Airport Simulator 2019. I've wow. Actually, I've actually I feel played like I'd fall asleep playing that. It's very much a fall asleep playing it kind of game. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I'm sure to some people it's great. I just, that, I prefer, like, an actual, like, flying simulator than being the one that's in the airport. I can't say anything. When I was a kid, I used to rent Aerobiz all the time. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh, Aerobiz. There's a flashback. Yeah, I used to rent that all the time from my mom and pop video store, and I thought it was cool that you could like run everything yourself. That was a neat game. Has a way cooler name than what it is. Uh, absolutely, and the box art's incredible. And then you play it, and you're like, "This is totally not what I thought it was." <laughs> uh, dangerous driving. Uh, Falcon Age. That's out this week. The VR Falcon game. Which looks pretty cool. It does. Me. It does. Um, um, it, it has a very similar, uh, to me, art style to um, Slime Rancher. Like, it looks, the art style looks very similar to Slime Rancher to me. Is it, who's this by? It's uh, already have a flying game. It's uh, Outer Loop Games, the guys that, uh, the, the main guy that does it, well, I think we talked about this last week, he was, he was at Uber Entertainment, they did um, Super Monday Night Combat. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, so he's kind yeah, of the head of... This game. It looks neat. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think it's only 15 bucks, so I might, you know, dip my toe into that because I have VR, so why not, right? Right. Um, Phoenix Wright, the Ace Attorney trilogy is finally coming. Never played those games. You should, especially the especially the trilogy because the way that series comes around at the end is fantastic writing. Uh, yeah, no, it's out on everything. So, uh, we've got Super Weekend Mode, uh, okay. Ultra Wings Flat, which I think is a Pilot Wings ripoff. If I'm not I mistaken. feel like they just another one throwing yeah. names down. This point, we've got Vaporum. Please, I hope that's a vape, uh, <laughs> vape business simulator. I was gonna say, I hope it's not a vaping simulator. <laughs> no, you you open up a business while the fad is big, and you have to choose when to close down before the fad is over. Okay. Uh, World of Tanks Rollout Collector's Edition. Okay. I'm assuming that's just some bonus stuff for World Probably. of Tanks. Probably. I mean, World of Tanks has been out forever. Uh, Zanky Zero, last beginning day one edition that was out last week, so I'm assuming that's just something else. I looked into that game after Jay talked about it. That's a pretty cool looking game. Like I realize I played Operencia, so it's kind of my type of game, but like it's very pretty looking. I was surprised. I figured it would have been uh, more 2D than it is. Uh, we've got Royal Roads. Anthony will finally be able to talk about Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. That'll be next podcast, right? Yeah, it's out on the 11th. Uh, Shadowgate, which is a remaster of the original. Constructor Plus. Uh, Dark Quest 2. Cook Serve Delicious 2. Uh, Gleaner Heights. We've got Eternity, the last unicorn. Oh wait, that's not this. That's not this week. Sorry. Eternity, the last unicorn is not out this week, so cancel your pre-orders. Cancel your pre-orders. Uh, all right, let's look at the switch. Switch is not as big as it normally is this week. I don't think we've got Jungle Z, Neo Atlas, fourteen sixty nine, out there, Omega the Alliance, Switch and Shoot. Uh, the Mystery of Wooly Mountain. Back to Bed. Bot Vice. Box Align. Doggy Ninja, The Golden Mission. 
Hellblade Sinnoh's Sacrifice makes its way to the Switch this week. Reigns Game of Thrones. Uh, Silence. Superstar Path. The Demon Crystal. Uh, Vaporum, which we already talked about. Way of the Passive Fist. A Dark Room. Rolling Sky. And Street Basketball. Only the most important games are coming to Switch this week. Huh. Vaporum is a steampunk RPG dungeon crawler. I mean... These things seem to come in, like, pairs, don't they? Like, when one gets released, then we see, like, five yeah. more of them that week? Yeah, it's kind of, uh... I mean, this one does look very different from everything else, because it's not a fantasy setting, so I'll give them credit on that. But, uh... Yeah, it's weird that all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of dungeon crawlers out at the same time. Uh, that is one genre that I have just never gotten into. Like, when people were all nuts about... What was that place? Vagrant Story? Did you never yeah, play Vagrant, Vagrant Story? Yeah, people weren't nuts over that. Wolfenstein or uh, Doom RPGs? No, I had no idea. Oh, those were so good because I was, played the uh, the Wolfenstein one. They, it was fantastic because it was just Wolfenstein but turn based, uh, and then it connected Doom to Wolfenstein. Well, Blazkowicz's head, or no, Commander Keen's head is in Doom. Yeah, no, I mean, like, story-wise, they, you, you, you are the reason why, like, Blaskowitz is the reason why the, um, Cyber Demon has, like, uh, robot parts attached to it, because he kills it, and then they put it back together with robot parts. Alright. That was the RP, that was the ending of the, uh, Doom RPG. It's not like you can play it anymore, so. Spoiler! Really spoil. Well, uh, they removed it because it was an Activision id game. So just like the Wolfenstein for PS3, Xbox 360, it's just not available anymore. Yeah. There is nothing worth talking about on PC. Good. I, I scrolled through them and I'm like, you know what, I've probably read something similar to this 50 times before. Anyway, let's talk about some news. It feels weird that the Borderlands 3 stuff is still top news. Like, I feel like we went over that last week. Um, ba, 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 Persona 5. So, let's talk about the leak. You want to talk about that leak? Anybody see that leak? No. No. So, Best Buy apparently accidentally... Oh, yes, I did see this. Okay, okay so never mind. Yes, I do know what you're talking Persona 5 for the Switch. Uh, but the more interesting thing, because everybody pretty much assumes Persona's coming to the Switch at this point, right? Uh, the two interesting ones were the Metroid Prime Trilogy, which we've... I've heard pretty much that it's done. They're just kind of waiting on a good window to put it out. But the weird one was The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Yeah, I saw that. Which kind of makes me feel two different ways. So, if it's just the Super Nintendo game, fuck, that means we're not getting Super Nintendo games on Nintendo Online. Right? But... What if it's a remaster kind of like Link's Awakening is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but then why would they do Link's Awakening? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I why mean, would they why show not? That first? What if why would they show that first? Because if you show Link to the Past, nobody gives a shit about Link's Awakening. Very true. 
I mean, let's be fair there, yeah. Anthony. Link to the Past is the best Zelda game. Don't at me. You are so fucking wrong, but okay. No, no, I am correct. So, I don't know. If it's just the Super Nintendo game, I'm going to be super bummed because that means we're not getting Super Nintendo games on Nintendo Online. Because why would you sell that separately? I mean, I've also heard that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are coming to the Switch as well. Yeah, I've heard a lot of things. I feel like everybody that sort of gets on the... Like, I feel like it's um, my uncle that works at Nintendo type shit at this point. Oh, sure, sure. It's there's just, there's, just, there's plenty just like, of that. But we have, we have heard about Metroid Prime Trilogy coming to the Switch since the Switch got released. Well, like it's... I understand I get it. that. It might happen, but like, let's stop saying that. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, if it doesn't happen, it's Nintendo's fault. And if it comes out, the guys were right. Like, it's just it's annoying shit. It only happens with Nintendo to this extent, too. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't know. I've I've heard that rumor that the Metroid Prime trilogy is done, and they're just waiting from several different people. Well, I also remember Mother Three was done. Mm-hmm. It probably still is. They just know that it won't sell. At least not enough. But if it's done, you've wasted what I'm saying. Like you don't understand what I'm saying. You, you know what I mean? Like it's if it's done, <laughs> you might as well just put it out and make a little bit of money back. Otherwise, you just wasted money. I mean, the video game industry is very good at wasting money. I know, but it just seems pointless for that. Like Nintendo of all people. Nintendo. Uh, so, the Assassin's Creed. So, in the Division 2, there's a little Easter egg that kind of gives a hint as to where the next Assassin's Creed is going to take place. According to that little Easter egg, the next Assassin's Creed will be set in the Age of the Vikings. And wh- where was this Easter egg at again? The Inside the Division 2, there's an area... Oh. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the, what was it, the Watch Dogs thing? Yeah. Watch Dogs, the, ne- the game that never came out? Yeah. Uh, but there's a there's a reference to Assassin's Creed in Watch Dogs as well. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I know that um, the, that space game that they were sh- they showed off was canceled. Yeah. Um, so let's also interesting. Yeah. So the Age of Vikings is which would be a 2020 game because they're not doing one this year, right? Uh, I mean, you know that that's what sure. I thought, but. It's been kind of an annual series, and they have two different teams, so... Um, I mean, they've only I taken a year off one time, and that was before Origins. Right, and that was a complete revamp of the engine. So, um, with as well-received as the last two games have been, particularly Odyssey on the combat side, I can't imagine they're going to redesign the engine again. Yeah, no. But... Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it would be. It's I'm, I'm of two minds. It would be really shocking for me for them to take a year off and not put one out until 2020, unless they were making massive changes. Um, but at the same time, it's it's surprising to me we haven't heard anything about it yet if it's coming out this year. But you know, E3's coming up, so. Yeah, the three um, the three big boys of the year: Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, and Madden. We haven't seen anything for yet. Yeah, and you know there's Call of Duty coming out this year. Oh, absolutely, and you know there's a Madden coming out this year. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, it would be very surprising to me if they didn't come out with a new one this year. No, because, again, to me, that would tell me that they're 
redesigning a lot of stuff that I just don't know that they necessarily need to redesign. Or um, maybe they're ramping it up for next gen. Could be. Very could very possible. Um, Stadia. Stadia exclusives. No, stop it. Um, <laughs> but uh I you know they I think they have um you know, they've got all the pieces in place that a Viking game would, would work actually really well, I think. Um you know, they've already got the sort of naval combat uh traveling the waters kind of stuff down. Um so I don't know. I think uh I think a Viking game could work. Yeah. I, I don't think it's gonna be feudal Japan. I know that's been the um That's been the hope for a long time. Yeah, that's but... been the hope for a long time. I do think that they'll get there eventually. Um but I, I don't think that's I don't think that's this next oh, one. Man. I just don't think it makes sense in the grand story for them to jump that far ahead. I have my own theories as to where they're going to go next that don't involve the Vikings, but um, we'll see. I, 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 it would not surprise me if they don't do something set in the like Alexander the Great uh, conquest time frame, um, which is only a, what, a hundred or a couple hundred years after Odyssey, but We'll see. Speaking of Ubisoft, uh, they have confirmed that there will be no more plastic toys for Starlink. Yeah, I saw that. Um, the good news is they didn't say they weren't supporting any new content for Starlink. No, they're actually working on their biggest update to the game since it launched. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, they're just not. They're just stopping production on the toys, which. Um, the toys are well made, um, but they're not as easy as Skylanders to take on and off. Um, so, you know, I'm okay either way. I do think the, um, the R-Wing actual physical toy is sweet as hell. So, um, I'm glad that we got that one. Yep, I've got that one sitting on my shelf. It's the only one I kept. I gave the rest of the toys away to somebody who wanted them. So. Nice. Because I didn't need them, because I have the deluxe edition, so I didn't need any of the toys. Oh, so you got the digital versions of all yep. of it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo has announced that their VR Labo kit that is actually coming out this week, uh, they will be updating Super Mario Odyssey and Le- Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild to have VR modes, and Breath of the Wild can be played from start to finish in VR. That feels super uncomfortable, but okay. I want to try it. I reached out to Nintendo yeah, to see if they would send me one of those because I want to play Breath of the... I don't want to play through the whole game, but I want to try That's it. what I'm talking about. I, I'm not talking about the playing of it in general. Just, like, the Mario one has it down right. Like, here's a bunch of VR levels. Perfect. Uh, just there's a lot. Like, I think that's... The, that's uh, the Nintendo Labo hours. Yeah, so the kit that comes out, what is it, uh, Friday, I think. It's uh, yeah. thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be picking that up in this household for sure because we love Labo here. So I am very interested to see how this will be your good first test, right, for VR? Yes. Yeah. Now I don't um, I don't know if this operates the same way as the uh, the bigger the bigger boy VR. Rudimentary. Rudimentary. Because it should be. Look. It's essentially a cell phone version of VR. Right. So, yeah, right. it's gonna it's gonna track your head movement because it's gonna be just extended out slightly from your face. <laughs> You're literally gonna and be then, putting the switch on your head. Are you ready? Yeah, for that? and then I mean, so you have the motion tracking there. 
and then it's just it's not going to be nearly the same high like same definition. But it shouldn't look too bad because both well, of those games current, have enough. Doesn't current VR like PlayStation VR take a big hit on the resolution too? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's still yeah. it's it's not going to even match that standard. But sure. a lot of those games. The Unfortunately, only... a lot of the VR stuff isn't really made to look good in VR. It's not It's, it's made... not the resolution that you need to worry about. It's that if Nintendo can keep the 60 FPS, because if it drops below that, you're going to get sick. Right, sure. And yeah, because they are doubling the camera, basically, for that. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how... Like, I just... It, it's almost like a curiosity to me, because I play PSVR, and... Oh, that resolution takes a huge hit. Um... But I want to see because I've I've toyed around with phone VR and I think it's kind of bad. But if Nintendo's willing to put this out, I feel like it's got to be pretty good. Well, it's 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 I think VR might like VR in the sense that it tracks your head motion because the Switch naturally has that built in, um, because it has the accelerometer inside. Sure. It, right, that's your head tracking. So it's it's rudimentary, and then what it's doing is it's just doubling up its image, and then there's going there should be some lenses inside that are going to magnify the picture in a way that makes it look like VR. This is the same thing with the I think it's called the solid eye. I talked about it the last time we talked about this for the Metal Gear Acid Two. It's just a piece of cardboard that I unfolded basically, put over my PSP so I could play. Uh, Metal Gear Acid 2 in 3D, but just add motion tracking because the whole console can do that. That's all this is. It's a very cheap way to do something like this, but it gives you a pretty decent result. So it's just the fact that I don't know how much it can do by doubling up the image, because Metal Gear Acid was turn-based. And the Switch, these games, like these two games are not going to be that. They also are very stylized, so maybe that'll save them some of the frame rate issues. And that's the thing, like the the when you see the performance drop, it's usually with more realistic games that you really notice it. Because honestly, playing Astro Boy, I don't even know the re- notice the resolution drop because it's very perfect for the like the art style is very good at hiding that. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm interested in seeing what it actually is. Does, do you know how much it is? It's forty dollars for the VR starter kit, and I think it's sixty nine ninety nine for the one with the games. It's still not bad. Yeah, which it's about the same price as all the rest of the Labo stuff has been. Yep. Well, except when they went on like deep discount at Target there. Uh, yeah. they're actually all on sale at GameStop this week as well. Yep, for thirty nine ninety nine. Yep. That's not bad. Oh, uh, no, it's uh, get, again get the get some cardboard. <laughs> Again, I, I I'm a big I'm a big believer in the Labo stuff. I think they've done a uh, really really good job with that. So, um, it, it's it's worth it to me. I think they've done an excellent job. They really wanted to support that. They, all they need to do put out a WarioWare game for it. There you go. VR WarioWare? No, the Labo in general. Oh, Labo in general, WarioWare. Yeah, I mean, I think Nintendo's still kind of like, you know, trying to get their head around Labo to see if they're going to do it. I don't know. I don't know. 
Speaking of Mortal Kombat, going back to that, uh, we talked about the Collector, who is the new character. Yep. Uh, the, did, did anybody watch the, the 166 question video with Ed Boon? No. No. You should watch that. It's fantastic. Uh, but in yeah. that video, he confirmed that, of course, the Switch version is running at 60. Uh, Neo from The Matrix will not be in this game. <laughs> <laughs> what about Shaggy? Uh, he did not talk about Shaggy in this video. I think he's already debunked that. So, uh, And that Mortal Kombat has no loot boxes like Injustice. Interesting. So, wait, but, wait. Is he saying that Injustice didn't have loot boxes? No, no, no. He's saying it's it's it doesn't have loot boxes be, oh, because boxes Injustice like, did. Yeah. Okay, he's going to say even that in Injustice was... Like, I didn't seem to have too much of an issue. I never felt, you know... No, I had tons of loot boxes and tons of coin. I never needed to get loot boxes. Um, But if you have not watched that yet, it's on GameInformer.com. It's fantastic. It's only 17 minutes, and he answers 166 questions. Uh, Rumors floating around that Microsoft is about to introduce Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, According to what I've read, this is a $14.99 a month subscription. It gives you Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass together, which at $14.99, that's how much it costs now. Yeah. So that's not really a deal. I'm assuming that you will get a discount if you buy like a year or something like that, but right now... That just adds both. Although, to be fair, if you pay for Xbox Live monthly right now, it is more expensive than just paying it for a year. That's true. So I guess it is kind of a discount at that point. How much is it for uh, monthly? Not Because I've never done monthly. Was it like seven ninety nine or something like that? Oh, uh, okay. I think it's 20 I thought it was $9.99. Is it $9.99? I know three months is, what, 25 yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right that it's nine ninety nine a month. But if it's that's the case, then it is kind of a discount to be paying just five dollars a month, which is the normal price of Xbox Live. Okay. Speaking of Xbox Live, apparently a, a European residents got a real <laughs> shitty message from Xbox Live this week that the the price of their Xbox Live subscription is going up ten. Uh, it goes from thirty nine ninety nine to forty nine ninety nine. Uh, whatever that. Tra- John's not here to help me with the translation. No, oh, people don't like when we talk about prices of games in other countries. Keep it American! <laughs> America! Fuck yeah. This is I don't know, I don't even know what currency they're using at this point. What was going on in the background? Sorry, we, my mic was up. Um, <laughs> we have proven over the years on this pod, this podcast is decidedly not an American podcast. Yeah, we gave up that right a long time ago. We, I mean... We gotta we gotta talk about everything because we got listeners all over the place. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that people don't like when I say about prices in Canada. So uh, no currency right. talk. Fuck everybody. No, it's just Canada. Nobody cares about Canada. Hey, uh, yeah, by the way, you know, oh, fuck all of you <laughs> when the maple syrup runs out. I actually went to the um, the Monroe, Ohio shrine to Canada this morning. Our local Tim Hortons. And uh, <laughs> got some tim- got some tim bits and a bagel and a coffee. So uh, yes, the the Canadian shrine that is, I believe, owned by a Brazil company. <laughs> I I, uh, I I said a little prayer at the like standee that they have that has all their different coffees on it. Um, 
to to Saint Canada. <laughs> well, no, you got to say it to the Princess of Canada. The Princess of Canada, right? <laughs> Dipping her arms in the pudding. <laughs> As is tradition. Uh, Nintendo Switch controller with built-in voice chat. Would that be cool for you? It's I've heard it. I heard it redirects though to the uh, voice chat app by default, though. Uh, well, it's a third-party Switch controller that you can now have voice chat on, which is nice. Uh, a lot of companies getting into this. I don't know if you guys saw the the quote-unquote PlayStation Elite controller from Astro. I can... did see that, and I want one, but good so, God, it's expensive. Well, I've heard a couple of negatives about it. I, they're supposed to be sending me one, so I, I will report back when I play with All it. Right. But it requires a dongle, so you have to take up a USB slot. For fuck, stop it, there's only two. Uh, and then, um, you ready for this one? Oh, no, because it's already taken a USB slot. There's literally two, and you can't... <laughs> yes, go no, for it. No, there's at least one on the back. No, there isn't. There is on mine. On the on the PlayStation 4 on Pro, the, there is, for sure. On the, on the Pro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because I have my hard drive plugged into it. Yeah, yeah I'd love to. Um, the other thing is, is that the PlayStation button on the controller doesn't turn the system on. Oh, Boy, this is great. $250 or whatever the, whatever it is. $200? It's 199 in the U.S. Yeah, so... yeah. So uh, it's $50 more than the Elite controller. Um, and it's a third-party controller. I've heard other than that, though, it's pretty fucking rad. I know you can switch the uh, the D-pad and the, the stick, so you can make yeah, an offset. Yeah, you really can't learn to use the different one, I suppose. Well, it's just a preference. I prefer yeah, the offset. $200 difference, though. That's the thing. Like, oof. Well, if it's as well made as the Elite controller, it'll be worth it. But I, I will... Yeah, you I, let me know. And when you decide you don't want it, send it my way. <laughs> I'm not paying to ship to Canada. I fucking... didn't say you had to pay to ship it. Um... I'll pay for that. What else is going on? Uh, they announced the release date for Sam Show. Uh, it's due out in July. Or June, I believe. Sorry, what? Samurai Showdown. Oh, Sam one? Show. Got it. That's why I said the first time. You're like, what's that? No, I didn't understand. Like, uh, Sam Show just didn't click in with me. I didn't think Samurai Showdown. Maybe you should have swapped your analog and D-pad. Maybe that made sense. I'm playing on the proper console right now. Okay. What's, what's the proper yeah. console? You know, Your choice. What do you... Huh? Xbox. Oh. Right? Yeah, but you don't I'm even sorry. have an X, so you're, like, you're, you're playing like pleb Xbox. God, I don't have an X either. Nothing's good enough for you. <laughs> I do have a pro, but I don't have an X. I, I have to give you a hard time, otherwise you, you won't think I care. Don't worry. The, a certain listener always seems to give me a hard time anyway, so you don't, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, but you know I do it out of love. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, so you want to talk about what's coming to Nintendo Switch Online uh, for NES games this month? Yes. We have Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Level. Is that coming to America as well? Yeah. On the okay, boat. Well, I, I don't know because they've been, they've been doing. Uh, They're coming some, to America. <laughs> some games have only been making it to the Japanese ver- uh, version of Switch Online, so that's the reason why I ask. Uh, we're also getting Star Soldier. 
And the last game we're getting is going to tie into another story, which is part of one of my <laughs> favorite things this week. Uh, so the third game is Punch Out, not Mike Tyson's Punch Out. No, featuring Mr. Dream. Mr. Dream. So then, uh, Mike Tyson tweeted out saying, "Hey Nintendo, how are you going to release a Punch Out without Mike Tyson?" Like they did in the arcades long before the uh, NES version came out. Thanks. I, I want. I want. To, I want to see you give that response with that attitude to Mike Tyson. To Mike Tyson. <laughs> How am I doing that over the internet? No, I want you to do it in person. I want you to go to and be like, the, "What are you talking about?" I'm him. The uh, hey, one quick thing on Nintendo Online uh, that I found out this week that may be helpful, although everybody probably already got an email about it, but just in case. If you are an Amazon Prime member, oh, yes. uh, you are also a Twitch Prime member. And if you are a Twitch Prime member, you get Nintendo Online for free for a year. Well, there's a catch. So, <clears throat> well, I mean, kind of. You got to sign up for you sign up for for three months for free. Yep. And then you have to stay a Twitch Prime member for sixty days, right? And then you get the other nine months. That's correct. So, so but if you're already locked into a year long Amazon Prime thing, it's yeah, I'm good. I I got mine. Yeah. So my Nintendo Online has now been, you know, I had to renew everything this week. It sucked. I had to renew PlayStation Plus. Um, at least I got the Nintendo Online for free. And I think my EA Access is in August. Damn, I have too many subscriptions. <laughs> and then I got the message from Netflix like, hey, your price is going up. I'm like, fuck. I need to stop charging me money. Eventually, I'm going to come across one of these. I need to cancel. <laughs> as long as you just keep charging me and don't send me notes about how you're increasing my price, I'm less likely to go in there and and cancel my subscription. <laughs> oh. uh, I forgot there was another new character announced for Mortal Kombat: Cetrion, who is an elder god. Ah. Uh. Yeah, yeah and who doesn't look to me as cool as Collector, but still looks okay. You know what, though? Her fatality might be my favorite so far. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. It's like Mortal Kombat 3 levels of stupid. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for that game. Cannot wait. Uh, okay, the last news story I'm going to talk about this week is probably one of my favorite things. And it, th- this is If you want to get me to pre-order a game, this might be the way you do it. If you pre-order Rage 2, you get a bonus voice pack from Tim Kitzrow. Now, if you don't know who Tim Kitzrow is, he was the guy that did the voice for NBA Jam. So he will be calling out all of your kills... In Rage 2. That's a weird crossover, but okay. It's a beautiful crossover. It's an awesome idea. I wasn't, I wasn't complaining. <laughs> if you were to ask me, like, what would be a good pre-order incentive, that would never be the thing. Now, Activision's going to come back and, and say that um, if you pre-order Call of Duty this year, the uh, lead announcer from Crazy Taxi is going to announce the action. <laughs> Crazy Taxi. <laughs> they, they already hey, do hey, voice, hey. they already do voice packs for COD. They did uh, Snoop Dogg for one of them. Nice. I well, mean, I'm just saying, dude from Crazy Taxi should be the next one. Here comes a double kill. <laughs> kill streak. Oh man. You know, it won't feel the same though if. Uh, 
they don't have the prodigy playing right after. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the offspring, not the prodigy. Yeah, it was offspring, not. The oh prodigy. fuck! I named the prodigy. Suck. I suck. I know both <laughs> bands too. Yeah, they have one of those in um. All I want, yeah. There's only two songs in that game, right? All I want and uh, the. the I bad there was three or four. The Bad Religion song. No, there's um, more than that. There's just two bands. It's Bad Religion and Offspring. Well, I mean, that's all that matters. What is it, Dexter? That's all that matters. Dexter's Dexter what, like, all? Uh, like 60 years old or something like that? I don't know. He's he's a bio, uh, bioscientist or something like that. Well, the guy from Bad Religion is like a fucking genius too, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a master's degree in history or something. Yeah, like he's stupid fucking smart weird. too. Like <laughs> this fucking dude's like super smart. What are they doing? They're out here yelling punk rock songs. It's crazy. <sighs> anyway, um, I think that's all the news. Uh, emails. Uh, Mookie sent an email last week. I promised I'd read it this week. Uh, he's gonna yell at you for a minute, Anthony, but get through it because Mookie, yeah. Mookie loves you. He says, imitating Gambus Khan's voice, greetings programs. I know it's been a while, so uh, life happened, and I suppose Drew can agree with me about li- about life being married. Well, no, he can't because he's not here. Because, you know. So in some way he's agreeing. Yeah, he's agreeing in, yeah. Um, also, I'm going to skip some of these words because uh, some of them are bad and I'm not going to repeat them. So this is going to be different, but I consider most of you guys friends, including you know ZT, Wombat, John, that sexy blank who no longer is with you guys, <laughs> Drew, etc. <laughs> I like how Drew is etc. now. No, I I think somebody else would be etc. Well, it, it, we're coming. Drew's to you. name. We're coming. We're coming to you. Are you ready? Great. This is this is your Mookie. This is your Mookie passage. Everybody got one. Great. Um, I want to share my voice here, and nothing personal, but ZT earned his way to be negative or snarky or critical on things, while the new kid, the new kid so-called Tony, needs to earn it. I guess listeners... No, I don't need to earn anything, but thanks for coming out. <laughs> I guess listeners, including me as an old-timer, will see this way a bit too extreme. He may need to tone it down. I used to hear Drew like that, and we've all been there, including me, but I guess a wise man... Like he man, he's really sucking up to me. I love you, Mookie. I do, but I'm not a great. I'm not the greatest person. I'm just gonna say it now. If I had this email, I'd print it out and then shred it to make a statement. You're bad. Because nothing good is coming from this. Keep going. No, no, no. Mookie loves you. Mookie loves everybody. I'm not feeling the love, but keep going. No. Ask Wombat. I'm not about feeling hate. Ask just... Wombat about Mookie. Mookie's good. Mookie's good peoples. Yeah, Mookie's good people. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He says, don't get me wrong, Anthony he has some great opinions, but I do hope he tones down the rage and allows others to finish their sentences because I appreciate listening to other guys' opinions, including Jay. Yes, the Don Gunrapa series and his take on the ending was, to me, spot on. So there you go. That's it. Well, I thought that was going far, far worse places. No, I no. apologize. And I'll be honest, I do try to... I try to take criticism, and I'm sorry, Mookie. I apologize. I thought that was going far worse places. You have to understand. I can read stuff online. That's a, for a specific person out there. Um, because I have eyes and I'm not an idiot. Um, part of it, like, you know, I realize you send it to the podcast, but you could, you know, send me a tweet or whatever. I do want to be better for the show and for listeners. I don't want to make it unlistenable. 
And I realize to some people that might be the case that they feel. Ah, we've had um, that with everybody. People said it about Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm I'm being serious, though. (laughs) Uh, Like, I don't want to be annoying. That's not my intention. I mean, sometimes maybe, but for the most part, no. Um, So I do try to watch myself try and cut people. Like, I don't want to cut people off. Um, My brain moves way too fast sometimes, uh, even for my own mouth. Um, It isn't isn't my intention to cut people off, or... But, like, something will pop in my head, the conversational move, and if I wait too... I'm always worried that if I wait too long, now it's irrelevant, even though it might be something I really want to ask, or, you know, if I don't say it then, but then I'm cutting someone off, but if I don't... You know, if I wait, it's not relevant anymore, so the conversation is moved on, and, you know, I try to find the balance, and it's hard for me sometimes. Um... And it's weird kind of being this sort of open on the podcast, but I really don't want to be the person that people find annoying. I've tried to watch, I've I've honestly tried to watch me trying to like bring up the, the price in Canada stuff. It just happens to have been like the last couple of weeks (laughs) fucking price things come up. Um, you know, I have to think about it in my head. Like every review I write, I have to go and look up what the price is in America. So it's a constant thing for me because I realize most people reading it are looking at it and expecting U.S. dollars. But if I look on any storefronts, if I go to Steam or Xbox, it shows me the Canadian price because it knows where I am in the world. So it's something that I constantly have to deal with. Um, so it unintentionally comes out in conversation. And it's annoying when people bring up stuff that... Well, it doesn't affect me, so why does it matter? Well, it affects me in a different way, so I bring that to the table. And we have I plenty of people that listen to the show from Canada, too, so it, I know. Yeah, it, that makes a difference. Just, but, but people, you know, people have criticized me about that. People criticize me about my laugh, so I try not to laugh as much. Like, these are things I actually think about. I am a real person, and I do not want to be annoying. But at the same time, like, fuck off at some point. And not, that's not to Mookie at, at all. Because I've never had an issue with Mookie. I thought that email was going a totally different direction. But, you know, he probably doesn't see some of the stuff I see. Plain and simple. And or, But if you listen to the podcast, it's been a year and I've gotten some criticism from a specific person, Dustin. And, you know what, I do try to take some of that to heart. But at the same time, it's consistent and there's no possibility for me to change. And I wish you'd address me to my... Like, we give out my Twitter handle at the end of every episode and I wish... You had brought that to me specifically. Because I do want to be better for you, for other listeners. Because you're probably not the only person feeling that way. Sorry, I realize like this is totally different from the rest of the podcast. But it's <laughs> just I'm addressing it finally. This is a happy yeah. hour. I think it's good. I, the, and so, this, the um, I think it's uh, awesome that you want to be better. I think it's silly that part of that is not laughing as much because uh, i'm a little i'm a little loud when i laugh and i try to i'm not saying not laugh as much maybe not as (laughs) yeah who cares i laugh stupid all the time listen at at some point i i appreciate all the folks that listen to this show but at, at some point if you're listening to the show and you think man this dude laughs too loud and i don't want to listen to the show anymore that's okay yeah, like, it's fine. okay. Don't listen to the show anymore. I'm not like I'm not going to say that somebody's got to laugh quieter. Um, this is not a professional podcast. Nah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nobody. There's nobody here that's getting paid, right? <laughs> so 
if um, it's okay if you don't like the way somebody laughs, you don't have to listen. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's the way I feel about but it. But I also, and, but I also, as someone who started off as a listener and came to the podcast, which I know I'm not the only person, but I realize not never happened with uh, this podcast. I listened until I joined, and I stopped listening. So maybe that speaks volumes about myself. <laughs> but um, it, I, I've listened to other podcasts, but someone being on it is annoying, and I don't want to be that person ever. It's awful when you feel like someone has sort of intruded into something you love. And I again, I don't want to be that person. So I understand it from both the point, uh, like, to some extent I go, yeah, this is a podcast I'm on, and if I enjoy doing it I should keep doing it. But I had a, like, crisis of, you know, thought or whatever, choice or decision, whatever word, um, not too long ago about staying on the site at all. And I'm just finally kind of telling everybody, like, I thought I was going to quit the site. Like, I kind of made up my mind because I just couldn't deal with it anymore on a consistent basis because I don't want to ruin something for everybody else. Um, yeah, I was going to be upset. But I also know that someone coming in can ruin something for you that you've enjoyed for a long time. Some of these listeners that have made complaints about me have listened for a long time. And I'm not one that thinks he's above criticism. I know my opinions are sometimes wrong. I get it. Like, I know I'm sometimes the only person thinking that way. Um, and I'm okay with winning when I'm wrong. And I'm okay with realizing that I'm the only one that has a certain opinion. But I really wish that if you have an issue with something I do, that you would address it to me personally. And this, again, totally unrelated to Mookie's email to some, to some extent. It's just I'm finally having that conversation because you know i get flustered I, my brain stops working my mouth keeps going it's awful sometimes i know i have to deal with it but you know if there's something you don't like please come to me i'm a person i will try to work on it and that's just open to anybody it's ntrskt on twitter feel free so we have said for a long a couple things number one to on the the interrupting thing I think everybody needs to realize that we're doing this via Skype and that none of us can see each other. Um, so it's very hard to tell when somebody is getting ready to say something or when somebody's waiting to say something. Um, that makes it tough. And so we all end up interrupting each other all the time. Plus, we're all the type of people that like to make jokes, and sometimes you just <laughs> got to jump into your window. Um, well, we try to make jokes. <laughs> well, listen, I didn't say we make good jokes. Um but the um, the other side of it is, you know, we have said we've said for a long time that this show doesn't have fans; it has friends. And my, I, I'm of the opinion that fr friends can be critical of each other, and friends can say, "Hey, you know, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this." But they do it in a way that keeps them friends, right? So if you've got criticism and you are a friend of the podcast then the only thing I would say is be a friend when you communicate it. And that's it. I'm sorry for bringing down this podcast. I, I realize this is not like super fun time stuff, but it's just, this is... Listen, this podcast this has been on my mind fun for, time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> it have to, have to be entertaining in the first place. <laughs> only when I yeah, drink. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, you know, this is something that's been on my mind not only for, like, the last month or so, but since I started, I 
I mean, Ken can speak volumes. I'd message him after the show and apologize. And I thought you would stop. Yeah, I know, but A, I'm Canadian, and B, I feel that way legitimately. <laughs> are you, are so, you, so, Anthony, are you telling me you're sorry? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> See, uh, bad jokes, they just come. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, but I do I do want to be entertaining to some extent, so, you know. All right, well, if, you were, if you were entertaining, you'd be the only one. Yeah, I mean, Gambus <laughs> left the show years ago, so it don't matter. It wasn't, and I guess it would be years ago. The last time he was on was probably two years ago. Yeah, it was too long ago. Uh, there's more to this email, but it's it's about games. So he says, Anywho, in, my, in response to my last tweet about God of War, I just don't like it, period. And, and not because if I don't like, um, it felt like a father and son trip, goofy movie vibe, but it repeats a lot. <laughs> Son, wow. son talks or asks, dad answers, son either shuts up until he bitches around, they get to some monster fights, resolved, then it repeats. Kind of boring, in my honest opinion. <laughs> Just wait until you, you have kids. Yeah, oh, wow. You know, I, as someone that doesn't have kids, um, I, I, that part felt like the, this kind of needs to happen part of the story. It was more like dealing with the dwarf brothers um, that was interesting. Like every time they showed up, it felt like a little bit of uh, a treat because they were really good comedy partners. That's what kept me going, honestly, through that game was just seeing the next time they'd show up, and of course the big spectacle moments as well. But um, th- that part didn't click with me because I just had no sort of tie to that thought process of father son. I was more interested in everything else that was going on. He says, but I like them environment graphics, uh, but it gave me a Last of Us vibe, and in my honest opinion, I didn't like the experience. I didn't like how the combat works. I still prefer the one hack and slash experience, but this is just me. But hey, to each their own. I'm currently playing Ratchet and Clank on PS4. It's a great palate cleanser. Dead Cells with the new free DLC got me hooked all, uh, all hooked up again. I don't play games much like I used to because I'd rather listen to you mofos, plus Married Life. But I'm hyped for Borderlands 3 and Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know how to conclude this mail, but if you guys are going to sing songs with Bob Dylan version, you'll have a dollar on Bandcamp. Uh, but if you let Gambus sing it, you'll have my sexy Asian body. And if Boogeyman makes a new intro and outro, you guys can have my vagina on a different dimension. Wow. I, I will see the boogeyman this afternoon, so I will be I sure to know. let him know that the opportunity to have that is on the board. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's WrestleMania Sunday, so I can only picture the the response being thanks. So um, it's WrestleMania. Sunday. I don't know. He may be into it. I have to ask him. Uh, it's WrestleMania Sunday, so that means it started two hours ago and still has ten hours to go. Right? I <laughs> mean, uh, you're you're not too far off. It starts at five, and we'll probably end it. Midnight or twelve thirty. Holy shit, dude! Uh, Chad sent us an email. Said, "Hey guys, GameStop historic profit loss has been a hot topic in uh, the gaming news lately. So I started thinking of ideas that could possibly help their business and reimage their branding. What if they kept their current merchandising revenue streams but turned their locations into social hubs? 
Uh, they should probably reduce their footprint by closing some locations, but other locations would consist of a three-part model, merchandise as it currently exists, digital cafe like Starbucks, which connects to the merchandise side, and a separate entrance to the building that it serves as a video game bar. You know what's funny about that? That's actually what they're going to do. So yeah. I was talking no. to the manager that I go to, because you know, I'm pretty good friends with the guy that runs the GameStop that I shop at. And he said that the new CEO is going to start looking into basically like having just game stations on the wall that people can play currently. Like, remember what Funko Land was kind of like? Yep. So kind of like that. Okay. So maybe we'll see that. Uh, The email goes on to say this could bolster their current revenue streams by increasing foot traffic through the social hub concept of the cafe. Create a new revenue stream through coffee and small cafe-style food. Yeah, I actually had heard the words food come up in the conversation we had yesterday, which was weird. Well, I mean, listen, this is not a, um, I don't, there are, there are certain segments of our listener base that could take this as an insult. I don't intend it to be, I promise. Um, Ken and I have both worked in game retail. Yeah. There are plenty of game store customers who will come and just stand in the game store (laughs) all day long. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yes, they're not are. buying anything, just standing there talking. And that's not a um, that's not an exclusive to the game store phenomenon. I used to work in a music store; it was the same way. Um, you know, when I worked at Walmart, they didn't have people just standing around most of the time. But most of the like niche stores like that, that happens. Yep. Um, and if if they're gonna be there anyway, because they will be. Might as well sell them. Yeah, food. might as well sell them something. Yeah, even if it's just a hot dog or something, you know. Yep. And trust me when I say most of them are probably going to be eaten when they're in there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to worry about oh we can't sell them that stuff because we're going to get you know hot dog trash all over uh, everything. It's probably going to happen anyway. Yeah, they'll probably have some food. Yeah. So. Um, I think uh, I think it's a, a fantastic idea, and I think it's what they're going to have to do. They're, they've got to give some. They got to give people a reason to go somewhere. Yeah, especially gamers. He says the bar area would also be a great location to host local tournaments, where they could also profit from entry fees and coordinating the events. Would also make for some interesting midnight release parties as well, where people might spend the majority of the day at locations, spending money, and leading up to major releases. Aside from the horrendous smell I imagine this concept would generate, along with a host of newly complex and residual business issues, they would probably rake in money hand over foot. Uh, I would also pave the way for evolving their loyalty program in new ways, which would also increase existing revenue streams. Just a thought. Curious to see what your all's take is on the idea. I personally grew up in arcade era and miss the excitement of those type of social hubs where I would easily spend an entire day hanging out with like-minded individuals. With digital and online sales becoming more prevalent, GameStop needs new ways to entice gamers to walk through the door. Yeah. So, number one, uh, the smell's going to be there anyway. Um... Number two, uh, you know, you know what's funny is I actually went to a comic shop, um, a local comic shop here, and um, to get to pick up the Spider-Man comic that Anthony was kind enough to tell me uh, was awesome. Uh, and my first thought when I walked in the door is, "Wow, it actually smells pretty good in here," because <laughs> um, that's just not usually the case. Um, but uh, uh, in general, I, I think. 
that's um I, I think that's a fantastic idea. It's and, better you know, than some of the other ideas that they've had in the past. Yeah. Ken, you know, Ken and I are lucky enough to actually have a uh, sort of old school arcade relatively close to us. Um, and uh, it, you know, functions similarly. They, they don't sell regular food, but they do sell like bottled drinks and stuff like that. But um, the, uh, I, I think there's, I think there's still a market for that. I think folks still like to, kind of just hang out in stores like that. Yeah. There's a local-ish video game store, if anybody's ever in Canada for some reason, in Hamilton, Ontario. Um, there is a store called 1UP Games, and they are a used game store. They generally deal with older stuff, but they have a full arcade in the basement, and there's arcade machines on the main floor as well. They have a crazy taxi one just as you enter. Um and they have tournaments every week, and they're still around. Uh, another video game store that was down the way closed. So it's um, it's definitely something to keep a business afloat. I think another issue that EB, well, sorry, GameStop, but it's EB Games in Canada. Um, they never changed over. They the issue that they had was that they moved out of malls, and I realize part of that is that malls, you know, are a lot of money, but uh, there's less and less in malls and more and more in, like, external buildings. And so you have a, ne- a lot of extra space in those external buildings, but then you don't have the foot traffic. So there's a store that I go to that has stuff that they clearance out frequently, like collector's editions and everything, that are gone from the malls because the mall ones move and these external stores don't. So that's another issue, is that they have all these stores that just don't do the same amount of business because no one enters them unless they are specifically going to buy video games. And mall traffic, uh, you know, it's someone walking by and goes, oh, you know what, let's see if we have that ga- they have that game in stock or something. That's a business loss. Yeah. So. Uh, Mookie sent a follow-up tweet to last week's conversation about the difficulty in Sekiro. He says, uh, I know that it's going to be like listening to a broken record. But as an old time, as an old and long time listener of this awesome crew, I think I would share my thoughts on the second row matter. I believe that Jay made an incredible and valid explanation on why we should at least give the game a try. But un- but fortunately or unfortunately, I'm on Team ZT Wombat and Drew here. I know Jay almost overdone the joke about being a married gamer, but I understand it enough where he comes from that I found his trolling attempts very funny. <laughs> I really, really want to try the game too, and I share the same sentiment. If I die a couple thousand times, I'd feel better. I'd better feel some progression, and that's why uh, I play games like Dead Cells. Anyhow, the internet is going crazier nowadays, and it's nice to see the crew still didn't get lo- still didn't gone loco like the rest, just loco in a different way. Yeah, I felt like I meant to say better things in that conversation, to be honest, but. Uh... My brain wasn't working properly. I would say loco in a different way kind of describes this podcast very well. I only The only loco I do is Roco. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, the next email, I'm going to read this. I, I don't know where this is going, um, but it's from Adam, and it's it's titled, I'm Saddened by the State of the Show. <laughs> oh, gosh. See, here okay. we go. It's, your name's not mentioned, Anthony, so chill out. You did a search beforehand. Uh, Control F, find Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> That's what determined whether you're going to be allowed to be I'm on here. I'm no. just going to put this in the it'll hurt his feelings folder in my email. 
Long-time listener here, I want to talk about the exchange between Drew and Jay on last week's show regarding the enjoyment and completion of games like Sekiro. It's, man, Sekiro is the hot button right now, isn't it? Yep. I was very saddened by Drew stating that he didn't have the desire to dive into games as much anymore. I'm 34 years and in a long-time relationship. I understand that being an adult and being in a serious relationship requires some sacrifices, but gaming is our passion, damn it. If all you need to be happy is love and a glass of water, more power to you, but man caves exist for a reason. I need to have my me time and do the things I love to be happy, and so does my fiancé. Our individual hobbies didn't stop because we got together. There's always a balance that can be struck, and as Ken said, it gets easier. Not to appear grim, the honeymoon will eventually end, and you'll want to, you'll each want to murder each other. Wow. wow. Hold on, he said, just kidding. But on the serious side, just to summarize, I don't recognize you, Drew, and I'm already missing the old you. Find the balance, my friend. Find the balance. Love the show. Love you guys, and please don't let life as an adult and, quote, Pussy, extinguish the passion that brings us all together every Sunday. Was it necessary to quote that? I don't know. Uh, well, Monday for me. As for Ken, stop being a baby and get good. Yes. <laughs> I think we can all agree that Ken needs to get good. <laughs> Dude, I've been trying for 40 years. I ain't even got decent. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> to this day, the only game I've ever considered myself good at was Star Lancer on the Dreamcast. Yeah. You know you know what game I still find myself really good at is DOA, and I have no idea why. Like, every other game, when I'm playing a fighting game by myself, I'll put it on normal or easy or very easy just so I can play. And when I play DOA, I put it on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> and I don't know why. Oh, onto the Twitter. Ah, the Twitter. The Twitter. Where dreams come true. Well, nightmares are dreams. Nightmares are dreams, true. Rufus says, keep up the good work, and Baba Booey to you all. (laughs) Uh, Real Shogun Beat says, Shazam was great. Damn it. I was supposed to go see Shazam Saturday night, and then my family got sick, so I stayed home. I've only heard good things. Yeah, I'm going next weekend. Uh, we were initially going to go to the D-Box until we saw how much the D-Box cost. I'm sorry, what is that? So the D-Box is like, um, it's a super fancy theater with seats that like actually move to the action of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, but seats are like $20 a pop. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, at least it's a full movie. Like the, most of the theaters that have that around me are like specific experiences built for that only. Yeah, no, this is that's the reason why I didn't know what it, what you were talking about. Yeah, that's um, kind of awesome. I, I think I'd pay that. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it, and then I'm like, I could probably buy Shazam for twenty dollars when it comes out, like that's digitally. Yeah. You know, so Seven, but sixty bucks. Yeah, I'm just going to go see it next weekend in a regular theater. But I, w- I will get there, and then I've got to get my... Watch, you have a cold. I've got to get my fucking tickets for Avengers after that. And the site's shut down in uh, the U.S. as well, or... I live in... No, I live in a small town, so I'll be able to just pre-order the tickets, like, the Friday before. Okay, so. we only have, like, one theater chain in Canada, so that site went down. 
Nice. And so people, yeah, people were really upset that they couldn't get tickets. Uh, Chad says, what do y'all think about the Division 2 Easter egg that might suggest the next Assassin's Creed will be Viking theme? We already kind of talked about that. Uh, Chad also says, looking forward to Watch Dogs 3 this fall. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dustin says, I miss having Jay on the show. He adds so much to the conversation. Please come back full time. Uh, he says, playing some Yoshi's Crafted World with the wife, and that's a fun style. I like going backwards to the level and seeing what all the stages are made of. And that's honestly what sold me on that game. Because otherwise it was just another Yoshi's game. But the fact that you go back words through it and that you see the diorama from behind, I think that's ingenious. Yeah, it's it's really it's really fun. I Dustin, dig that game a lot. Dustin also says beat Shinmu and I rather enjoyed it. The forklift part dragged on a little too long, but I'm surprised how well it holds up and don't understand any of the hate. Oh man, the controls are so rough. So rough. I if, if honestly, if I could get past the controls, I'd be fine. But uh Lord almighty, I I just kept bumping into walls. Alright, moving on to the next tweet. Dustin says, I also beat Sekiro, and I'm blowing through my second playthrough. I'm planning on getting all the achievements, too. Difficulty is subjective, but my opinion is it's easier than Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but definitely has the hardest learning curve of any of those games. Yeah, I, I after we had that conversation, like, even in during that conversation, I said, like, maybe that wasn't the game to have this, com- like, the difficulty conversation with, but... You know, I think part of the issue with that conversation is I don't think I don't think it would be happening if we didn't have people going, you need to play this game. It's one of the best games ever made, right? Um, because it's the fear of missing out, right? The, I the zeitgeist. People, the zeitgeist, yeah. Like, if that wasn't there, I don't think that conversation would be happening. Because it doesn't happen with hard games necessarily like there's other hard games um but it happens with these because people put so much you know emphasis on having to play them and if that wasn't there i don't i just don't think people would be asking for an easy mode yeah i mean it's a weird conversation we won't get back into but no but that that was just a part that i mean we didn't bring up and i i thought about it over the last week or so, because it's still going on online. So, oh, absolutely, it'll, it'll probably go on for another month. Uh, Dustin says it's dumb, but I feel trophies are superior to achievements only because of the platinum trophy. I mean, what do you say when you get all the achievements? I one thousand pointed that game. That's actually what a lot of people say. Uh, that sounds weird, but I platinum that game sounds so much better. People used Agreed. to. Agreed. I mean, yeah, people used to say, "Well, like I completed the game." In reference to, because the only people that care about the achievements, that's what they mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the fact that there's a completion, like the platinum trophy, but I prefer, especially now, the achievements because they give you the backgrounds for your Xbox One. Oh, like each 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 achievement has a full image. Well, some of attached. them some of them cheap out. I'm sure some of them cheap out, but they're sometimes really good artwork. Yeah, I still the want the inside one. Ones for, are great. The one from Injustice for completing three advanced trainings is Batman fighting a Ninja Turtle, and it's like Batman in his uh, Tim Burton bat suit. 
It's pretty fucking fantastic. Uh, Dustin says, I hope Wombat picks up Sekiro. I believe he can beat the game and I'll root for him all the way. Hashtag Wombat Strong. Hashtag Stand with Ryan. Hashtag Thoughts and <laughs> Prayers for Sekiro. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I actually probably will. Uh, I just probably won't do so um, at full price. Yes, because it's hard for me to um, it's hard for me to justify paying full price for a game that I'm I'm just not a hundred percent sure I'm actually going to enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the biggest issue for me. He says, so the last couple months I've played through Suikoden 1 and 2, Jade Empire, Shinmu, and Sekiro. I must be addicted to these Asian sensations. Do I keep the theme going strong with Neo DLC or Suikoden 3, or cleanse the palette and play a little, and play through DMC 4 and 5? I mean, those are Japanese games. Yeah, those are still Japanese games. I mean... I mean, play whatever you want to play. If you're in the mood for some Suikoden... I didn't even know there was Neo DLC. Yeah, yeah, they released like three total packs. Oh, oh, it's it's not new. No, 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 it's not new. Oh, okay, it's... I was gonna say, like, I'm surprised they're still putting stuff out for that. Uh, he's he tweeted that the Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild will be compatible with Labo VR. <coughs> Excuse me. Ah, uh, yes, says I need to pick up Episode Arden. Sounds like it's really well done. I'm gonna end up having to pick up Breath of the Wild on Switch. Yeah. Play it on Wii U? Yeah, I have it on Wii U. I mean, the frame rate's better, but it's still not great. It's fine. Curtis says, Afternoon, guys. What's your favorite and worst gaming controllers? My favorite is the Super Nintendo. My worst is the DualShock 4 because it's not very durable, and the left analog stick is always getting fucked. Cheers. I have not had an issue with my DualShock 4. Um, I haven't either, but I, I have heard a lot of horror stories of like the rubber on the analog sticks breaking and. Yep. Yeah. Um, seen that firsthand. I will say that um, my favorite in terms of comfort is the GameCube controller, although I don't like the C buttons or the C stick. I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my favorite in terms of actually being able to control it, um, oddly enough, even though I mostly play on the PlayStation, is probably the Xbox controller. What's the worst? <sighs> oh, man. I got um, mine. I am you. I allowed to say the Jaguar controller? Sure. It's a controller. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably the Jaguar controller. Um, or the... Um, Oh man, I don't even know. Like I'm trying to keep it a little modern. Um, the Duke controller. Yeah, that's not a great controller. It's a little, well, it's a little big. You know what controller I hate? What? I'm gonna get so much flack for this. It's a fucking Dreamcast controller. No, you know what? Not. I was. What's funny is I was just thinking. Do I do I dislike the Dreamcast controller worse? Um, because no, I'm, it's, I'm. It's crap. I'm not a huge fan of it either. Um, the the triggers are not good. The shape of it's not good. It's I'm not a fan fucking, of that controller, really. It's the fucking cable that gets me every time. Yeah, yeah. that too. That makes there's, a huge difference. The cable um, coming out of the bottom. Yeah. 
there's a company called Retro Fighters, and I'll recommend their N64 controller because it's fantastic. The Brawler, it's a bigger version of um, the Hori controller that had like the analog stick in the right place. Um, it looks basically like the GameCube controller without the C stick. Uh, it has nice. instead the C buttons. They're doing a version of um, uh, the Dreamcast controller. And that has the proper cable out on the top. Uh, it's got a better D-pad. It looks fantastic. It's currently, I think, in Kickstarter still, but uh, I'd wait until it comes to like full retail because they'll work out all the bugs. But um, yeah, they make great they make great hardware, and they're fixing the Dreamcast controller finally, and yeah. it'll have full compatibility with all the little memory cards and everything, the VMUs and everything. I think I'm 100% on board with Wombat here. The the GameCube is the most comfortable controller by far. Yeah. But I think the most functionality is definitely the Xbox controller, the the Xbox One. Especially the Elite with the rubber grips yeah. and the weight to it. Holy shit, that controller is amazing. The I think I think there's a... I, I'd say that the Elite controller is my, I think, the best out of all the controllers. Um, I think, though, the satisfying click you get from the triggers... On the GameCube controller, yeah, and the fact that they they prioritize button the buttons like you're gonna hit the A button the most, so that's the biggest button. And the two buttons around it are kind of like the right where your ones. yeah, where you can your thumb can just tap them real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of smart stuff to it, but I, I you know, the way that the anal they fix like you know, the analog sticks are actually like proper size on the Xbox controller. The fact that it's customizable via software. Yeah, um, I, the, my least favorite, and I think it's the worst, and it has nothing to do with the way it's set up, um, is the N64 controller. The the Nintendo brand one, the, the joysticks are crap. Like, yeah, just they are. Terrible. Yeah, they're um, bad. The buttons can break, so the Z, uh, uh, Z trigger and the L and R buttons, um, they're just a plastic tab, and if those snap, that button's now uh, useless because it can't hit the membrane button on the inside. And they just, it just happens is there... by using it too much. Um, the A buttons find them, I find them sticking a lot. Just because a little bit of like your oil from your hands gets into the crevice and then just jams the button. Like they are trash. You have to take them apart to clean them frequently. And then again, you can't fix the analog stick because it just wears out. If you take your finger and you put it inside the, like the where the analog stick sits, you can usually get a bunch of dust from the plastic grinding. It's a crap controller, and it's two ideas in one. There's the two-dimensional controller with the D-pad and the L button, and then there's the analog controller with the stick and the uh, Z tr- the Z trigger underneath to take place of the L button. It's just not a very good idea. It's it's a great idea for the early days of 3D and trying to figure it out, but past that point, it's a piece of crap. Is there any button less used in the world? than the L bumper on an N64 controller. <laughs> no. Probably not. And, and <laughs> funny you mentioned that. That's the that was the issue when because like I have two of the um, Brawler 64 controllers, which because if you want to play N64, try using that controller now. It's awful. Um, the first version of it, the L button. If you use the analog stick and pressed it up, the an, the analog stick on the inside hit the L buttons in on the inside as well. So you'd feel it bump. Um, those shouldn't be touching. 
So the remodel, the uh, retail release of it, doesn't have that issue. But if you have a Kickstarter version, that's a problem. So yeah, not that you use that button, anyways. No, it was used in fighting games, and that was about it. Yep. Uh, Curtis also says Jay has a point when he said if you're not playing the game right, it's going to be hard, and that's true. I've finished Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Lord of the Fall, and The Surge, and Neo, and to me those were easy because of how I approached them. I, I guess to some extent, yeah. And uh, you know, if you're not watching the tutorial in Cuphead, it's going to be a hard time getting through it. But like, I would still say that Cuphead is hard. You know what I mean? Like, that could be said about any game if you're not playing it properly. But that doesn't mean that there isn't, like... Demon Souls is still a hard game. There's a difficulty to it. Sure. Otherwise, I don't think they would be beloved like they are. I I agree that if you play them wrong, they're harder. Oh, yeah. But if you play them right, they're not necessarily easy. I mean, Ninja Gaiden, if you play it right, you can beat it, but it ain't easy. To be me. Um... (laughs) Justin is our last tweet. It says, Predictions, Bluepoint releases a Dark Souls remaster this year on PS4, and From Software releases Bloodborne 2 on PS5 next year at launch. Thoughts? Uh, I'm assuming Demon Souls is meant? Yeah, no, no, no. Did I say Dark you Souls? Said, he wrote yeah, Demon's Souls. Okay, I'm sorry. Demon Souls remaster. Okay. I mean, maybe, but I thought Bluepoint was getting to do their own thing, finally. I thought that's what I read, too. They were working on their own... They're not doing a port, from what I hear. Don't get me wrong. Wouldn't be upset with them doing something that somebody loves. Like, you know, I might not be a fan of Demon Souls, but I'd be really happy for people that are, if it was Bluepoint especially. Yeah, because you can't really even play Demon Souls anymore, right? Nope. The online shut nope. off. Servers are gone. So that game is very different from what it used to be. It's still there, it's just not the same. Yeah, I... I think a Demon Souls remaster would definitely sell, for sure. Uh, as far as Bloodborne 2 on PS5, I think you guys are really hoping for a Bloodborne, but it seems like From doesn't really want to do it or something, because you'd think they would have talked about it by now. I don't know. Sony would be smart to get another Bloodborne, but if you get another Bloodborne that isn't made by From Software, that's a bad idea. I can only True. imagine the Twitter comments now. <laughs> I'm not buying this. You're totally going to buy that, but you just want to complain on the internet. Of course you want to complain on the internet. Uh, Did you guys see the tweet from PC Gamer about how they beat Sekiro with a cheat code and they felt okay about it? And apparently there was was some guy that retweeted it and it blew up, like, virally. Like, he just... He tore into them like they, like, had offended his world. And it's just the typical response you would get from that kind of crap that you hate to see. I wish I could find this tweet. It was just hilarious. Hold on, I think I can, I I don't have the exact tweet, but I think I know someone that has made fun of it. Devolver Digital, I think, screenshot it. It says, uh, is it the one that says uh, you cheated not only the game, but yourself? Yes, that one. And I'm just like... You you didn't grow, you didn't improve, you took a shortcut and gained nothing. You experienced a hollow victory. Nothing was risk and nothing was gained. It's sad that you don't know the difference. Man, it's just like, you sit around and you think <laughs> about like somebody who takes that comment seriously. And it, like yeah. my favorite reply to that, and the only reply you need to it is it, 
This is a fucking video game. Right. <laughs> oh man, but that's yeah. the kind of stuff I can't stand. You know, I need a video. I need a video of Gordon Freeman no clipping through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just man, like, oh god, it's almost like that tweet that went around the other day about you're not a gamer if you play Pokemon or something like no, that. Oh yeah, that stupid thing. Oh my. God, I'm just like, are you Give fucking? Break. Are you serious at this? It's 2019. Are we serious at this point? I. It's still, to this day, it's so frustrating to me. But, uh, but I, you know, not surprising that we spent decades talking about how much we wished that video games were more mainstream and that more people played them and got bigger budgets and made more money and all that stuff. And now they do, and everybody's like, fuck, nobody plays them right. It's you just should, us. You're playing we're the, the only wrong, ones that are allowed. You're playing the wrong games. You're, right. That's not a real video game. That's not a real... You're not a real gamer. Like, shut the fuck just up. Shut up. <laughs> are you playing something? Okay, well, then that's fine. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. I'd also love to hear them, like try to argue with someone that knows all the ins and outs of Pokemon, like, I even I, like, had to check out at some point, because there was just too much, like, what's their IV? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Dude, if you've ever what's seen their the... nature, man, their nature is, is a big thing. Fucking, what are you talking about? I just catch the thing and then have them fight if and the... power my way through. <laughs> you bump Keep in... spamming the same attack. You bump into somebody who is deep into Pokemon, and they will run circles around your brain, dude. So listen, I I was on a flight actually last year to um uh no 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 it was two years ago to San Antonio, and uh, the guy that was sitting next to me was to say he was obsessed with Pokemon. <laughs> um, I mean he had like he had his laptop out and he had every version of Pokemon emulated, but then he had all these like crazy fan made Pokemons. Oh my god! He was also playing, uh, and it, I mean, he was—he talked the entire two hours of the flight. He talked to me about Pokemon and all these different mods and uh, updates and custom they, things. And I'm like, dude, challenges. I don't know like, what you're talking about. They, they challenge each other on like Reddit of like you have to catch every Pokemon in this area possible before you can move on. That includes evolving some Pokemon to their max level. Like, holy crap. It's crazy. Like, to say that those people don't play video games is mind-boggling. Like, really. Yeah, you need to you need to cut that shit out. If somebody picks up a game and plays it, they're a gamer. End of story. Nobody cares. Right. Unless it's Farmville, in which case, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's a personal statement by Anthony. It does not reflect their feelings. It does not reflect the thoughts and feelings of ZTG. Man, if you fucking play Farmville, dude, if you play Farmville, you're probably more dedicated to video games than I am. Shit. Yeah, that's a great I mean, point. You probably put in more time than I do. Yeah, like no shit, man. Anyway, that is the show for this week. Uh, if you want to check us out, we're on at M4G Podcast on Twitter. As Anthony mentioned earlier, you can find him at NT... I don't know, what is it? NTRSKT. NTRSKT. Intersect. You make my brain hurt with that fucking Twitter tag. You are ZTGD. You have no right to talk. That's four letters, and it's my site. So, I'm good. Mm. We got the Wombat and Wombat RP. Uh, Is Quiet Man done for Phoenix Town? 
Yeah, we only did one episode of that piece of shit. Alright, so you're on to Shinmu, the greatest um, game. Yeah, we really stepped up the fucking... We really stepped up your game there. Uh, so, yeah, check out Phoenix Down. I don't know where Drew is. He's probably out fucking washing his tights. I don't know. Anyway, you want to send us some emails? It's podcast at ztgd.com. We had four this week. That's a good week. Four emails, well, one baby. One from last week, but yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Okay, thanks. You sound like my son correcting things that don't need to be corrected. <laughs> he yelled at me about something yesterday. I forget what it was, and he just corrected me. I was like, is that really the point of this conversation? Is it? Yeah. Holy shit. Why do you have kids, Anthony? This is the conversations you have. Implying, implying I'll have kids. Eh, you heard I'm me what? talk. Why would you want to converse with me in real life? Especially if you're a woman. <laughs> Wow, that's not that's not dark or anything. Yeah. Oh shit! Anyway, that that's it for me. I gotta go take care of people who are much sicker than I am and hope that I don't die. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, you know we'll we'll make it through. We'll make it through. But we out. Peace, bitches. Peace. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Welcome to the N4G Podcast.